With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Hot Lap Podcast. That was really loud. I'm terribly sorry. I hope I didn't hurt your sweet baby ears. But uh, I can't be bothered starting the show again. So if I did, rest assured that I won't speak that loudly again during the podcast. How are you? It's been a couple of weeks, hasn't it? Or a week. Um, I, I wanted to record a podcast last week and life got away from me um i'm recording this on tuesday evening instead oh sorry monday evening instead of sunday because i couldn't record uh last night after the grand prix because it was dead late wasn't it and i had to go and do stuff it's also fucking half term isn't it so i have a child running around the house at what would appear to be every single waking hour um Right, let's let me turn my microphone down for a start because I feel I have to be very 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 clip conscious here and I don't like it. I'm usually you I'm using the microphone that Susie usually uses. Um or at least the well the microphone input that Susie usually uses when she comes around to do podcasts for Mussy Audio and uh, she's got a little tiny voice. So I always have to uh I always have to jack her microphone up a little bit. I don't have a tiny voice, and uh, it was causing problems. Um, we had a race in Austin. Um, it wasn't a bad race, was it? It was all right. I don't think it was quite as good as everyone was going on about, but 
I was happy to watch it. it had me on the, on, the, on the edge of my seat for pretty much the whole race. But anyway, we've got lots of comments and questions and theories from you guys. So we will um, get to those as soon as possible. So I will quickly start running down the results, you know, like we normally do. Um, <clears throat> Pierre Gasly, DNF. Um I've got a croaky throat. This is not going well. Jesus. <clears throat> I just recorded um, Three Legs, Four Wheels with the guys. And uh, like literally, I haven't even got up. I haven't got up to do anything. I've literally stopped recording that podcast. And I thought, right, I need to get on this. Um, because that's a constant pro is what I am. I've been fine. And then as soon as I do the one, which is just me on my own, and I can't, like, I, I haven't got those few minutes where I could just be silent for a minute and fucking put fires out. Now everything's going fucking wrong, isn't it? Uh, Peter Gasly, DNF. Unfortunately for him, Alpha Tari clearly had some pace today. Esteban Ocon, um, that DNF, like, uh, something to do with the rear of the car. Same as Fernando Alonso, uh, lap 40, and then Fernando uh, retired on lap 49. Um, it's shame. Again, I, th- I think it's becoming more and more evident that maybe Alpine pulled pulled development on that car really early doors before anybody else did. You know, it's the very circuit dependent if they're if they're managing to do anything fernando seems to be able to pull a little bit out in qualifying at the moment but you know it's not it's it's not what we want to see from him it's not what we want to see from um alpine so let's just hope that next weekend it's a lot oh so next year it's a lot better uh same could be said for Haas. Nik- nikita mazepin was 17th mick schumacher 16th nikita mazepin was over a minute behind mick schumacher i'm not sure if that's anything to do with his head- headrest being adjusted or not um, because apparently his headrest came loose so i'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt but still not fucking ideal is it nicholas latifi was 15th for williams george russell was 14th so no like no heroics from Williams. Um, Kimi Raikkonen, 13th, unfortunately. Should have been in the points, but he had that spin. Um, Lance Stroll, day to forget for Lance Stroll. Didn't seem to be on, on pace through the, the whole race. He was tagged at early doors by um, Nicholas Latifi. Don't know if that caused any damage to him. Again, day to forget. Realistically, if you look right down the back of the grid, from for, apart from the points, out of the points, days to forget everywhere. Antonio Giovinazzi, 11th, had a dice with Fernando Alonso, where Fernando Alonso took him off track. Then he took Alonso off track. Not fucking good for anybody. Uh, Sebastian Vettel snuck himself into the points when Kimi slid off. Um, Yuki Sonoda, good stuff from Yuki. He's had two good races under his belt now hopefully this is the beginning of some sort of renaissance for him uh he started the first race so well he's coming he came in with a lot of hype then slowly fizzled out like i said he would but uh, hopefully this is something that uh he could build on um still find it odd that toro rosso don't have anything better to stick in that car uh lando norris was eighth Definitely a day to forget for Lando Norris. He didn't have the pace of his teammate. He just seemed off it. 
Uh, almost did a really good overtake on the first lap or two. Trying to go around three cars. <coughs> well, going, trying to go around two cars and having a tentative look at a third. But it didn't pull it off. Um, I'm, I'm sure he'll be back stronger in Mexico. Good race from Carlos Sainz. Uh, he was, you know, it didn't go his way at the start of the race. He was further down the grid, worked his way up. Um, I think he'll be quietly happy with his performance. Valtteri Bottas started 10th, managed to get his way up to 6th. I feel that around that circuit, you with a new engine, you should have expected a little bit more from Valtteri. But alas, you know, I mean, when we see the likes of... Um, Max Verstappen take that huge penalty he had and he still wound up on the podium for Bottas to go from 10th to 6th in a Mercedes feels a bit drab. Uh, good race from Daniel Ricciardo, 5th, uh, quickest, uh, quickest McLaren all weekend. Uh, first weekend, really, he's looked like he's had the number on uh, Lando through the whole weekend. And, um, yeah, it's uh, he's... I, I hope, again, this is him starting to get his head around the McLaren and it's not just like a circuit-dependent thing. Like, he's managed to get the McLaren to work on two circuits for him. So we'll see what he can do in Mexico at the next race. Uh, Charles Leclerc, fourth. Good drive for him, albeit kind of a bit, of, a bit alone. Quicker than the McLaren, not as quick as the Mercedes or the uh, Red Bull. So he just sort of drifted along. Much the same can be said for Sergio Perez, to be perfectly honest. Uh, Sergio Perez, I think, should have been closer. I know he said he had his drinks bottle break and stuff like that, but people have not had drinks bottles like work before, and he, he was, what, 40 seconds behind the leaders by the end of the race. Feels a long way. Feels a long way when he had clean air for most of it. Uh, but, I mean, they did use him to make Hamilton stop early, so it, he did mix the strategies up, which is more than you could say for, Bottas could manage to do uh, from where he started on the grid. That's not actually a knock towards Bottas for once. Um, but, yeah, uh, I I expect more from him come Mexico. Lewis Hamilton, now. Good race from Lewis, but he was done wasn't he the whole weekend max did to lewis what lewis usually does to other drivers and i think this is the first time we've seen lewis hamilton manhandled by another driver um interesting times and it really is starting to feel like the passing of a torch to me this really is starting to feel like um schumacher coming up against fernando alonso or senna coming up against Schumacher, you know, those when the young pretender comes in and all of a sudden he's kind of doing stuff that you don't know how he's doing or what he's doing. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting and I like it. I think I, I, I this is nothing against Lewis Hamilton, but I, I do hope that Max Verstappen can win the World Championship because I just think going into next year with a with a fresh world champion, with a, this fresh formula, hopefully closer racing. I think it would be a good feel for the sport. Max voted most popular driver in Formula One as well. Lewis Hamilton used to hold that spot, slipping to third most popular driver behind Max and Lando Norris, which I've 
I thought was uh, quite odd. Um, let's see if we can look at the standings. Um, Max now leads the World Championship with 287 points, 0.5. Uh, sorry, yeah, 287 points, 0.5. Lewis is second with 275.5. Valtteri, 185. Sergio Perez, 150. Lando, 149. Charles Leclerc, 128. Carlos Sainz, 122.5. Eighth, Daniel Ricciardo with 105. Ninth, Pierre Gasly with 74. Fernando Alonso, 58 and 10th. 11th, Ocon with tw- uh, 46 points. Uh, 12th, Sebastian Vettel with 36. Lance Stroll, 13 with 26. Yuki Tsunoda, 20 and 14th. 16th, uh, sorry, 15th, George Russell with 16 points. Latifi, 7 points, put him in 16th. 17th, Kimi Raikkonen with 6. And Ch- Tony Giovinazzi still with 1 point in 18th. Mick Schumacher, Robert Kubica and Nikita Mazepin remain pointless. Um, as for the constructors, I'll just do... Well, I might as well do them all. It's half as many, isn't it, dickhead? Uh, Mercedes, 460.5. Red Bull, second, 437.5. McLaren, 254. Ferrari, 250.5 in fourth. Alpine, 104 in f- fifth. Sixth, Alpha Tauri, 94. Austin Martin, seventh, 62 points. Austin Martin in seventh is a. That's a kick in the balls, isn't it? You know, we, we, I mean, Alpine just don't look like they're having a particularly good, good season. And then secretly, ahead of both Alpha Tauri and Austin Martin. Wow. Uh, Williams, 8th with 23 points. An absolute fucking haul for them, isn't it, when you think of the years they've had? Um, Alfa Romeo, 7th in 7th uh, in seven points in ninth position. And Haas have no points and look like scoring no points. Now, let's go on and talk to you guys. But before I talk to you guys... Uh, you're going to hear some adverts that I'm never going to see any money for, so you should probably go to Patreon and support me on, on Patreon. Look for Must See Audio or Lee Stevens Content Creator. The link will be in the bio on all of my social media. I'm at a total shunt on social media. So yeah, go to Patreon and help me out uh, because I do others, lots of other stuff than just Formula One podcasts. And... um. I'm not sure how it's going to go at the moment. I'm interested in Rockfin, and I might be, not this podcast because it's part of a different different network, but I might be taking Mussy Audio over to Rockfin to try and uh, make everything a bit more self-sustainable before, I don't know, platforms start closing in on each other. Anyway, let's look at what you guys had to say. Should have done this before. It's just work. It's been chaos today. I swear. Like the any any parent out there knows. As soon as half term hits, it's oh, you're uh, nobody's ready for it. Nobody's ready for half term. Um, where there we go. 
first. Jack D. I wonder if you're the actual Jack D. Wow, that would be cool if you were. Don't think you are. Um, this is the first time in a while that Lewis has not had momentum behind him with a handful of races left. Even uh, the points deficit to Rosberg in 2016, he looked like a preeminent driver in the second half of the season. I agree, yeah. Um, again, Rosberg kind of didn't beat Lewis. Lewis having an engine failure beat Lewis. And who knows? I mean, that could happen to Max. You know, this isn't... The championship's not over, but it is looking more easy. For more easy? There's some good England. It's looking easier for Max to win the championship than it is for Lewis to do the same. Albert, one of the best strategic thrillers in years. Uh, then again, this is the best season we've had. It's, uh, it, we've seen in history of Formula One so far, and it will go down to the wire. I hope it goes down to the wire. This championship deserves to go down to the wire. And I do, I, th I think when the dust settles on this championship, no matter what happens, I think it's the greatest world championship I've seen since I've been watching Formula One. So I started watching Formula One in 1994 or 92, something like that. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, in, in modern Formula One, I don't think we've had, we've had a... And I'm, I'm calling modern Formula One like the... Um, from sort of Jackie Stewart and um, James Hunt forwards. Yeah, uh, so... Yeah, I um, I think it's great, and I, I can't wait to I can't wait to watch more of it this year and more of it next year. Uh oh, Craig, Craig R. Hermit, Hermit. I've, I you I know you helped me pronounce your surname, and I've fucking forgotten. Um, not just my American bias, but best uh, best race since summer break. Absolutely. Also, credit where it's due. Leclerc showed up uh, this weekend. Daniel had that big, da big Rick energy. I like that. And I tell you what, if you t if if you were anywhere near Daniel Ricardo and you said "big Rick energy" to him, he would have that on a t-shirt, wouldn't he? Uh, it seemed like he was uh, he was riding a wave after his run in Earnhardt's car. I didn't see the run in the uh, NASCAR, but um, yeah, Daniel Rick did well, and that's the like. I'm, I am a. It, it just shows how good. Like, like nice Ricardo comes across because it's so easy to get all wrapped up in fandom and that means you know if, if you like a driver you don't want their teammate to do well but I really don't want to see Daniel Ricardo do well no matter how much I like Lando uh, Ollie Emerson Leclerc uh, has Leclerc stamped a bit of authority on science this weekend after lots of who's Ferrari's number one driver lately uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think Ferrari going to go that way with these two guys. Um, and it's don't forget, it's Leclerc's team. He's been there the longest. Um, Carlos has come from a McLaren, which is by all counts. I, I, Paul Darista was saying that the McLaren, the the issues that it has handling wise are still like the DNA from a type of car Alonso likes to drive. And by all accounts, Alonso likes to drive quite like differently set up cars to other people. Um, so it just shows how long it takes to develop 
a if if you if you pick a philosophy, it shows how long it takes to develop through that philosophy into something else because you can't just rip it apart and start again because you know you'll be like two seconds off the pace. So um, yeah, it, it science has adapted from this tricky McLaren car to a Ferrari, which is a completely different again. Um, I think he's doing exceptional for his first year still. I think he's doing exceptionally well. And he's just going to grow. That's the thing. I think there's more room for Carlos to grow and get better in that team than there is for Leclerc because we've kind of seen Leclerc for a while. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what, what science does. Um, and a random one. Hard to predict, to be fair. Who wins a race first, George Russell or Lando Norris? George Russell. Um, unless unless Lando can win one this year, because I think George Russell, if the Merc is capable of it, I think he'll win his first race in Australia. There's a bet for you. There's a bet. Bet. First race. First race he wins for Mercedes. Let's face it, he almost he's almost already won his first race for Mercedes. Uh, was that Red Bull getting the strategy absolutely perfect or was it Merck getting it worse uh, bits of both I think I think Merck did the best they could do I know on the three legs four wheels if you listen to that as well um, Flood said that he thinks Merck left it too late I don't think they did because you know Hamilton was there he just couldn't break that second barrier you know and he followed around for a couple of laps he got there and there was time to do it. He just couldn't get the job done. So um, I think Merck did well, to be honest. Merck had the slower car, and they gave Lewis the opportunity to win the race. He ultimately couldn't win the race, but that's, that's again, it's not a knock on Lewis. It would have been a very difficult thing to do. But they did give him the opportunity to win the race. Red Bull absolutely pulled a blinder because they just knew, just when... Um, when Max was radioing in saying, yeah, he's sliding around. He's sliding around. I can get this. I'm quicker than him. They just, they, they knew they could undercut. And they, they just, they knew they had at that point, even for, I reckon the second, third lap, as soon as uh, the Mercedes didn't pull away, because that's what I expected. I was quite disheartened when Lewis got into the lead because I thought he was just going to romp off into the distance. And we were going to get a boring race, but look how wrong I was. Um, Jaffet, Jaffet, Jaffet sounds like a Star Wars character. Um, sounds like a bounty hunter. Um, <laughs> Jaffet vet. <laughs> um, has Bottas fully checked out now? Uh, full pit stop behind after eight laps. Um, man is phoning it in. Also, if uh, if Max wins the title, do you see? A long era of dominance. Um, has Bottas checked out? He very well might have done. I don't think so. I don't think it's kind of in his DNA. I just, I just think he's really good at being fucking average. If I'm perfectly honest, you know, he's not a bad Formula One driver, and he's going to make an excellent driver for um, Alfa Romeo slash Andretti Motorsport, whatever it turns into. Um, but I, I just, I stand by. He was never good enough to drive for Mercedes. He was never good enough to drive the best car on the grid. Really, 
they've got away with it because Mercedes went for most most times unchallenged. I think Mercedes got away with having a weak second driver. Uh, and now it's showing up more. I suppose the problem is um, Red Bull have got this also also a problem with Max because, yeah, Max is fucking amazing, but he seems to want something so individual from a car that nobody else can drive the cars apart from him. So what do you fucking do about that? Uh, what was the last question you asked? Uh also, if Max wins the title, will be a long year of dominance. I think the days of dominance in Formula One might be over with these new rules. I just don't see it. I don't see um, us having one of those like long periods of dominance because un- unless Red Bull nails something in this new era and, and all the other teams have to play catch-up, which, Christ, I hope that doesn't happen. But uh, yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting to see um, if if my, what what Max can do, like pushing forward. We'll have to say we'll say we'll say. Of course, we're going to say it's what we do. It's what we fucking do when we watch motorsport. We just see what fucking happens. Um, Instagram, Atomic Fabrications in first. Uh, the second place car is uh, is closing in on first place car. Huge moment for the championship. Let's fucking cut the goddamn uh, Ben Stella. Yes, I 100% agree. Why, why do it? Well, yes, yeah, sorry. Second place is closing in on first place car. Huge moment for the championship. Let's cut to Ben Stiller. What the fuck? Oh. Don't. Wankers. That's who does. Uh, Pinnacle of Motorsport, and this is broadcasting, brings they bring, they bring to the table. I mean, is it... Is it the American love... more? Like, nobody loves celebrity more than America, so maybe it's something to do with that. I'm not hating on America. You guys know I fucking love America. Um, but yeah, maybe. Uh... Hammerhead, if aliens abducted Hamilton and Verstappen at the same time, which one would get probed first? I think um, I think Max looks angrier, so I just think he put up the better fight, so he'd probably be all right. Uh, Alex, hey, Lee. Hey, Alex. One, what a great championship battle. Yes, Alex. Two, Ricardo Norris and Sainz. First lap battle was epic. Yes, it was, Alex. I just wish Norris would have got on top of it. Three, I much prefer strategy when it plays into a bigger role in two-stop races versus one-stop races. Yeah, it's it, more, more pit stops, the better. Quietly, guys, I still miss refueling. Unpopular opinion, I know, but I miss the longer time in the pits. Um, just there was more chat. There was more chance for that whole two people emerging together. I think when that sort of thing happened. Um, where are we? Number four. Uh, person who sang the anthem was awesome as well. I didn't he didn't hear the anthem? 
I'm an F1 TV man, and I, I turned on just before the race starts. I I can't, I just can't stick race build-ups anymore. They they rarely they rarely talk about the um, the championship. I will watch like the first 10, 15 minutes maybe of F1 TV because you usually get um, what's his name, the excitable guy from F1 TV. You know what I mean, the black, quite good-looking guy, black hair. Um. I can't remember. He's got a YouTube channel as well. I forgot his name. Fuck. You know him. He's 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 like. If you watch Formula One, you know who he is. Uh, he he. I like his little grid walk. I find his his although over the top, and I I can understand how some people find him um, annoying. Uh, I I just find his energy infectious, and yeah, I think he's really good at it. Uh, number five. It hurt because uh, I'm not a Ferrari fan. But uh, fan, but Leclerc was a was the driver of the day, finishing fourth. Suppose so. He had a good race. Yeah, I, I I don't think you can take away from Max for being driver of the day. To be honest, you know he he just stuffed Lewis, just stuffed him. Uh, no context. F one. Uh, how rude. Megan Three Stallion was. I, I've no idea who that woman is. No idea. But I tell you what, I am sick of. I'm sick of arrogant celebrities on Formula One grids. Just don't speak to them. And this this would be the best way to stop them being cunts. The best way to stop them is to just show them no attention. Because I, I, I genuinely, I'm, I'm going to veer slightly here and go more into what I talk about and the stuff like, uh, um. This is cheaper than therapy, which you can listen to if you go to Must See Audio. There'll be a new ep- there's a new episode up there right now, um, and there'll be another new new episode up on Thursday. Um, Must See Audio. Remember, go look for Must See Audio. Um, I think I think the romance to a certain degree with celebrities, with vapid celebrities ended in the pandemic that was one of the biggest casualties because i don't i think a lot of us just can't be bothered with the fucking bullshit of these pretentious wankers anymore and that's all you get on formula one grids is people that are somewhere where they want to be seen they desperately crave media attention and then when someone wants to interview them and say right okay you've got your you've got your platform you're here you're not the important thing today formula one's the important thing but you can have the platform of the global platform that Formula One is. What do you have to say? And they get nothing but a fucking eye flutter and a fucking mumble. And then they're ushered off by security that they don't fucking need because nobody fucking cares enough about them to even come close enough to doing anything. So that's my take on celebrity. Hate it. Hate it. Hate them hate them on the grid formula one races interview the fucking drivers um barnaby lee hello barnaby you've been around for a while haven't you you've been a you you've been a a solid a solid flight first gen first gen listener i believe um our mercedes dropping the ball too many times this year yes uh, late again to react to the situation instead of reacting to an upcoming situation. They just weren't quick enough. Sometimes they used to be so so good at it. Also, it might uh, might just be, but you feel Max's move on lap one 
uh, on the run up the hill to turn one slightly too aggressive uh, and was was of the attitude move Lewis or we will crash maybe but I think that's what they've got to do I think that's you know that it was hard race and they didn't crash so they didn't crash Lewis got through I think it was fine um but yeah I um I think it was easy for Mercedes to hit that sort of um, that run of form when it came to strategy because they just had such a superior car. Nobody was really, really testing them, and it was only now and again. I think it's so. It's even. I've always said it's bullshit when Lewis says, um, "I just want, I just want a challenge. I don't want a race. I, I don't want a dominant car. I just want a race." I think it's bullshit because I think everybody wants the dominant thing because they want to win. Um, but again, like the Mercedes calls, it's easy to say things like that when you think, oh, well, I can race this weekend. And, you know, it's great. great. Like this, say, if we say a couple of years ago where, you know, it's Lewis would be fighting Max. He's, oh, this is what I want. You know, it's, this, it's great to race one. This is what I want. But he knows he's going to win the next four Grand Prix. You know, he, he knows that that one flash of race somewhere in somewhere, they can't, they can't keep it up over a season. And that, I think that's like that with Mercedes pulling these strategies out because they kind of know that even if they screw it up, it, back then it was just like them screwing Germany up. You know, well, that was embarrassing for them the way it happened, but ultimately, ultimately didn't matter because they just went on to win fucking everything anyway. But it's not like that now. Now they've got a fight and they look like they're on the ropes and I, I, this is the first time I've ever seen Lewis Hamilton since um, since his first his first championship uh, battle with Fernando Alonso, where he looks ragged. He looks on the ropes, and he doesn't look like he's got anything left. And I think this is just is Max Verstappen better than Lewis? I don't know. Is a uh, has history been kind to Lewis because it gave him such a dominant period? Possibly. But you've got, I mean, don't get me wrong, even even with a dominant car in a dominant, like, section of your life in a, in a, in a sport, it still takes immense skill and dedication to go out and do it every, every weekend. But, uh, yeah, there's just, there's just something else, isn't there? There's, Max seems to have a little bit extra in him this year. Uh, Cody Pistales, um, I know I butchered your surname then, almost. I just, I, I know I kind of got all the letters in the right places, but I still managed to say it wrong. Since TV has uh, access to live steering wheels, um, so to live steering, hmm? braking and throttle telemetry, do stewards as well. Uh, and do they use this in, yes, they do. They they have much more than we get. They have more camera angles. They have uh, all the telemetry fed to them. They have the big um, communications on all the time. So I don't know why I had to say all the time like that because that is not the correct way of saying words and it's not even my accent. Um, 
yeah so to, to answer your question yeah they've got they've got loads of data uh, i think there's a hole in stewarding at the moment uh, i think it's since charlie whiting died i think michael massey appears to be out of his depth and i don't think the teams respect him or care what he has to say so i don't know what you do there i don't know who you put there put in his place maybe an ex-team owner someone like a uh, stefano dominicali would have been better off as like a race director I'm, I'm not sure i'm not I, I don't know what you have to do to all of a sudden become formula one race director but he's uh well who knows who knows maybe maybe over time maybe over time this will fix but at, at the moment i feel we really we really miss charlie whiting anyway that has been our podcast we have now hit bang on 35 minutes um again i i slammed it in the middle of the podcast in a really ham-fisted way but if you would like to support my work be it talking about formula one to you be it talking about like news and politics stuff on this is cheap this is uh cheaper than therapy which i suppose is not really news and politics is i'm just fucking chronicling the fucking arbogeddon we're in uh or now and again when i have people like rianne in and to have a chat with me uh, the 300th episode is coming up. Uh, hoping to get Martin Kane back in for that. Um, still going to do not the director's cuts, even if we're not doing them quite as regularly because Susie hasn't got enough time to do them as regularly because now we're also in a band together. So, yeah, we've started writing music together because that's also good fun. Um, so, yeah, there's... You know, there's a few shows come out of Musty Audio. It takes time, it takes energy, it takes some money to, for hosting and things like that. So if you want to help me out with that sort of stuff, please do so. Uh, I'm looking at maybe taking some of my stuff o- uh, over to Rockfin. Uh, if Rockfin is something you're involved in, let me know and I will tell you when there is content available on Rockfin. Uh, apart from that, it's been lovely talking to you. Between this and three legs, four wheels, I've been talking about Formula One for three hours. It's probably uh, it's probably time I went to Bobo's. I love you all. Goodbye. Mwah. <laughs> that kiss really clipped. It was like really, really, really clipped, really highly. Oh well, hope they didn't hear your ears. Bye. more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.